Hey fam, you're listening to a podcast from Every Nation Campus Katipunan. We hope that this message will help us know and follow Jesus and grow in our walk with Him. Let's continue to change the campus and change the world. Enjoy! Welcome everyone to our youth service. And uh, bago ang lahat, gusto ko munang batiin kayo ng Merry Christmas. <laughs> Yan, pakibati, pakitype naman. Merry Christmas! Dito sa Philippines, it's our fourth month of Christmas. Yan. And uh, masyado maraming uh, memories with Christmas. Uh, memories with my family celebrating together. Actually, when uh, we celebrate Christmas, we go home to Tarlac, sa, ano, sa bahay ng lola ko, sa mother's side. And we celebrate with our titos, titas. And yung mga titos, titas na umuwi from States, from Europe, Dubai, kung saan-saan sila galing. And I remember being so excited na umuwi ng Tarlac kasi ibig sabihin lang, maraming gifts, di ba? Pag may mga tito-tita galing ibang bansa, ibig sabihin marami silang dalang gifts. And nung bata kami, ang favorite namin ay chocolates. Okay, sino dito mahilig sa chocolate? Yan. O type nyo na lang kung yun yung lagi nyong inihingi. Pero habang tumatanda ka, nung bata ako, chocolate, no? Pero habang tumatanda ka, parang nag-iiba rin yung, ano, nag-iiba rin yung desires mo for when, when it comes to gifts. Parang nag-iiba yung uh, gusto mo pag Pasko. Diba, nagiging uh, chocolate, tapos nagiging toys, tapos nagiging damit, o oh, diba? Nagiging shoes. Nagiging gadget, tapos nagiging kotse, house and lot. Ay, hindi, joke <laughs> Hindi siya maabot doon. Hanggang car lang. Hindi, joke lang. Walang nagbibigay no But, yeah, for some reason, as I grow older, or habang nagkakamuang ako sa Pasko, parang nag-iiba rin yung paningin ko sa Christmas. The older you get, the less excited you are for Christmas. And parang bawat taon, Parang, di ba ngayon, parang di mo na maalala na, ay, Pasko na pala, magki-Christmas na pala, di ba? Deep down sa atin, uh, in, our, in, our, in our personal lives, parang natatabunan yung Christmas ng mga pinagdadaanan natin. Sino man nakaka-relate? Parang iniisip mo, ang dami kong pinagdadaanan. Hindi ko celebrate tong Christmas. And I remember nung high school ako, Uh, shout out sa mga high school at mga naging high school dyan. Uh, share ko lang, no? Nung high school ako, uh, isang Pasko, I, I had a breakup. Yan. Breakup playlist. Nagka-breakup ako. And uh, parating na yung Pasko, ibig sabihin, di ba, kaka-break nyo lang, parating na yung Pasko, eh last year, kapag Kachat mo siya, di ba? Kausap mo, ka-call mo, ka-telebabad mo. Pero ngayon, parating yung Pasko, wala ka nang kachat. Wala kang kausap. Wala kang ka-call. Ang kausap mo yung nanay mo lang, itatay mo, di ba? Parang, parang malungkot ka. Tapos, para alamig ng Pasko mo kasi mag-isa ka. Diba? Sino dito mag-isa ngayong Pasko? Hindi, <laughs> joke lang. Pero totoo, yun yung na-experience ko nun. Parang iba yung Pasko kasi ang lungkot. And maybe some people can relate, hindi siguro love life, but other things. Pero a lot of people dread Christmas because there's so much pressure. 
to be happy. Ang ang sasaya ng Christmas songs, ang sasaya ng mga Christmas carols, the energy is different. Parang nakawala ng ng regular uh, problems or regular rhythms. 'Di ba? Parang parang iba to, special to. Tas biglang ikaw hindi ka masaya. Kasi may pinagdadaanan ka. You see when you're caught up with everything ang dami-daming pinagdadaanan, personal, family, uh, personal problems. You have family problems. You have relational problems. You have broken relationships or friendships. You have financial problems. You have mental health problems. Somehow it consumes the joy that we have for Christmas. And hindi lang yun. It's not a normal year. Nine months na tayong lockdown. Nine months na tayong ganito. And I believe this is the first time ever na ganito yung Pasko natin na hindi tayo makaka-celebrate with our families. Hindi kami makaka-uwi ng Tugigaraw. Dito lang kami sa bahay namin because we can't go out. And I believe that that, that um, sadness or being alone or being uh, not happy has reasons and those are valid reasons and now the question is how do we celebrate christmas when it's not ideal how can we celebrate something that is not worth celebrating is there a reason to celebrate yan yung mga tanong natin ito a uh, medyo juicy question is celebrating christmas only for those privileged people who n- who were never affected by the pandemic or by typhoons is celebrating just for them? Or can I still celebrate in the midst of this year-long world crisis? Can I still celebrate in the midst of personal crisis? And now I want, I want to answer those questions. And I believe I cannot answer every question, but I, I, we want to, want to look into the Bible to, to see yung ibig sabihin ng Pasko. Okay? Some of you have read this. Some of you, uh, this is your first time to see this. But I want us to to focus and dig to the Word kasi sobra excited ako sa Word ngayon. Sobra talaga. So let's read from uh, the book of John, chapter 1, verse 14. Okay? Start tayo. This is it. I'm so excited for this. John 1, verse 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son, from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, lift up your hands. Can we lift up our hands as we pray? Let's also pray for the, the, the youth service today. Lord, first of all, we want to pray for a youth service. We know, God, that you have a great... Uh, Lord, we want to see you today. We, we want to have a revelation And Lord, I pray that you remove every distraction so that we can hear from you. And Lord, this is our only prayer today. Lord, that we would have a revelation of who you are. Not just information, not just understanding, not just knowledge, not just intellectual satisfaction, not just emotional inspiration, but let this passage reveal by the work of the Holy Spirit who you are, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. Type amen.
type amen give god a chat of praise okay so the context of of um this verse is syempre galing siya sa book na john john 1:14 the book of john is one of the four gospel accounts so meron tayong matthew mark luke john okay so while i was studying for this preaching i can't help but be amazed with this book of john Okay, and I want to challenge you to read the four, four gospel accounts and see their differences. And if you want to know more, uh, you message me or message one of your campus missionaries. We want to, you know, converse with you and process this with you because this is so amazing. Now, the first three sa, sa gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, are called the synoptic gospels. Synoptic means... See together and see these gospels. These gospels present the life of Jesus in pretty much the same format, pare-pareho. The first three gospels focus more on what Jesus taught and did, okay? But John focused more on who Jesus is. Kaya sobrang interesting na to kasi... Hindi sila pare, hindi, pareho sila pero iba yung approach ni John kaya interesting. And there are stories here na magkakapareho sa three synoptic gospels na wala kay John pero meron sa book ni John na wala sa tatlo, okay? And uh, this is what's amazing about John, the first chapter. Ito yung pinaka-amazing, okay? Or what we call the prologue. The prologue, the chapter 1 is amazing. Ito guys, I just want a side comment. The Bible is not boring. Hindi siya boring, sobrang saya. So, sit back and relax. Okay? Ibig sabihin lang, the prologue, many of the central thematic words of this gospel are first introduced in this chapter. Okay? Or in other words, In this first chapter alone, nag-introduce si John ng maraming concepts at para siyang nag-Jesus truth bombs. Ganon. So, nag- si John, nalag- naglaglag lang siya ng truth bombs John, Okay? And uh, sabi nga ng early church fathers natin, sabi ni John Calvin, Rather, should we be satisfied with this heavenly oracle knowing that it says much more than our minds can take in? Sabi ni Augustine and Chrysostom, it is beyond the power of man to speak as John does in his prologue. Even our church fathers says, say that the prologue of John is so amazing, we cannot comprehend it. We cannot comprehend the depth. We cannot comprehend uh, the, the, the amazing things na nandito with just one preaching. So, It will take digging, praying, studying. So I encourage you guys, the Bible's not boring. You study the Bible. <laughs> okay. So now I'm excited. Parang gusto ko mag-pray ulit. Lord, help us. <laughs> help us with this word. I pray for a revelation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Let's go back. John 1.14. And the word. Underline sa notes nyo, the word, word, capital W. To understand this, the word, let's go back to the first time na na-mention siya sa, sa chapter na to. 
John 1.1. It says there, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Woo! Sobrang juicy nitong word na word. You know, it's like an iceberg. Na parang what we see in the surface is, you know, just a percentage of the whole the whole truth, okay? Of the whole package. The word translated to Greek means logos, okay? Logos. Now, before I continue, gagawa tayo ng role play, okay? Gagawa tayo ng role play, lahat tayo. Nakikita ko yung sarili ko. Hi guys, what's up? Ayan, magro-role play tayo. Um, meron kasi sa group na to, hatiin natin sa dalawang group, people who are amazed with philosophy, okay? Sino yung mga thinkers dito? Okay, uh, heart reacts. Diyan, heart sa Zoom, heart. Mga thinkers, okay? Role play tayo, thinkers kayo, ha? Huwag, nyong, huwag kayong ano, huwag kayong mag uh, magmaang-maangan or mag <laughs> magpretend. Sino sa inyo yung leaning nyo sa life, yung mapaisip kayo, ganun. Okay, thinker. Uh, ang tawag sa inyo, philosophers or Greeks, okay? Kayo yung Greeks. Now, ito naman sa kabilang group, people who are amazed with signs, wonders, and miracles. Yan. Uh, ano ba? Clap reacts. Yan, sa kabila. Sino ba yan? Yung mga signs, wonders, and miracles. Clap reacts. Yan. Pwedeng nasa gitna kayo, no? Pero leaning lang, leaning. Ano mas gusto nyo? The thinkers or the... Miracle, ang tawag dyan. Yung mga naniniwala sa miracle and all. Yung mga ganyan. So, kayo yung signs and wonders, the Jews. Okay? I'm not saying na ito lang yung gusto nila. I'm just saying leanings. Okay? Now, let's start. Let's pretend. Or let's role play. Kayo yung mga Greek at kayo mga Jews. This is a very interesting word. Logos. Ano ba ibig sabihin nito? You know, Greek philosophers... Specifically, the Stoics understood Logos to be the rational principle by which everything exists and which is of the essence of the rational human soul. Boom! Diba? Greek na Greek talaga. As far as they were concerned, there is no God than... There's no other God than Logos. So, tinitreat nilang God to. And all that exists has sprung from it. The Greek philosophers saw that Logos, the Logos as the power that puts sense into the world, making the world orderly instead of chaotic. Tandaan nyo guys, wala silang biblical knowledge, okay? Mga Greek to, nag-philosophize lang sila. The Logos was the power that set the world in perfect, perfect order and kept it going in perfect order. They saw the Logos as the ultimate reason. That controlled all things. Okay? Other philosophers, sabi nila, uh, Logos is the ideal man, the primal man, the, the first, parang ganon, from which all empirical human beings derive. Yan! So, but itong Logos na to, for them, wala siyang personality, okay? Basta, nag-iisip-isip lang sila. Eh? Hindi sila napapagod. In other words, it means reason, word, thought, or divine reason, or the mind of God. Yan yung ibig sabihin yan. So, so, Greeks, you're so amazed. Wow, you're philosophizing. Yung 
you're thinking the logos. Wow, ito yung God or di ko maintindihan pero yes. Ganyan. Now, the Jews naman, saan yung mga Jews? Shout out. Yung mga uh, may history kung sino si God. Sa, dito sa John 1.1, yung the word, the word, the word of God is connected with God's powerful activity in creation, revelation, and deliverance. It is by the word of the Lord that the heavens were made. God simply speaks and His powerful word creates. Okay? The same word affects uh, judgment and deliverance. So, important yung word ni God. Okay? And now, yung Jews, nung nakita nila to, uh, si John, sobrang kakaiba kasi many of them defined logos. Many Jews defined the word. Many Greeks defined the logos. Pero nung dinescribe ni John, tinapos lahat ni John. Tinapos siya lahat yun nung dinescribe niya si the word sa John 1. Sabi nga nabasa ko, sabi, for centuries you've been talking, thinking, and writing about the word, the logos. Now, I will tell you who he is. Ganun si John. Diba? Imagine this. Pa-define, define pa kayo. Ang dami yung iniisip. Ako magde-define. Papakita ko sa inyo kung sino to. Diba? Hindi yun yung tone ni John. Ako lang yun. Parang makikita nyo. Ganun. Ako lang. Nag-imagine lang ako. Pero I can imagine it was so controversial when John introduced this truth about the word. But at the same time, he met them where they at. He introduced God where they at. Now, this is how God, John introduced the Word. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Greeks and Jews, maguguluhan kayo dito, di ba? Let's role play. Ano tong sinasabi ni John? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God? In the beginning... Sounds familiar. Parang in the beginning, God created. In the beginning was the Word. The Word existed even before there was a beginning. In the beginning, kung pupunta ka sa simula, andun na yung Word. Okay? And then, and the Word was with God. The Word with, in this passage, the Word with is an intimate Word, which means to or toward. The word was to or toward God. John here is trying to say that there is an intimate relationship between the word and God. Obviously, it pertains to the relationship of the Trinity. So amazing! <laughs> it pertains to the intimate relationship of the Trinity which the word was with God. And This suggests that the word uh, John is talking about is a person with God and therefore distinguishable from God and enjoying a personal relationship with God. And lastly, the word was God. The word is God, the creator, almighty God, holy God, Yahweh. The word was God. Imagine the shock 
of and amazement of the Greeks and the Jews when when they saw this prologue from John. Nag-truth bomb si John. Sabi niya, ito, ito ang definition ko ng logos. So mind blown sila, di ba? Uh, imagine mo, the word was God existing eternally in relationship with God. And now, sisimulan na natin yung preaching. <laughs> sisimulan na natin. Are you ready? <laughs> Ten minutes na lang. Oh, man. Here's the most controversial and scandalous of them all. Both Greeks and Jews, get ready. Here we go. Ito yung pinaka nakaka-ano dito, nakaka-amaze. John 1.14, John introduced again who this word is. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. Nasa page 4 pa lang ako ng page 10 ko, okay? So, dyan lang kayo. So now, here are four truths that we can process and preach to ourselves during this Christmas season. Four truths. From just this passage, number one, God came to us. The Word, the eternal God, became flesh. It says in the Word became flesh. This is the climax of divine revelation. The Word who was from eternity past, who was with God, who was God, is now, is now in flesh. He was not flesh before. He became flesh. He became man. And scholars call this incarnation. Now, the, the one that Greeks were trying to explain and the Jews were trying to comprehend, now they can fully understand the word became flesh. That Logos we're trying to understand has become understandable. The Logos we're trying to reach has become reachable. The Logos we're trying to, to discover, philosophize as now, may, has made himself uh, known to us. Now we need to take note. When this happened, he did not lose his deity. He was not reduced to just a man. He continued to be God in human form. He is 100% God and 100% man. Now, that's another preaching. Pero grabe, di ba? Busog na busog. It means that all of God is revealed through this flesh. What's beautiful about this is that with all of humanity's attempt to define God and reach God, it is God who came down to us. Someone said, every other religion is man's attempt to reach God. Jesus is God's attempt to reach man. Every other religion is man's attempt to reach God. Jesus is God's attempt to reach man. It is God's initiative. It is God's plan. It is God's desire to come down to us. Jesus is God coming to men. Now, it's not just the Greeks... <clears throat> who were, you know, amazed by this. Again, si John, he quoted from uh, many of the Old Testament passages. And in the Old Testament, paano ba nagsispeak si God? God spoke through the prophets, to, through prophetic words. Tama, di ba? And in the time of Moses, God spoke to them through the Ten Commandments, words. But now, what happened next to the word? 
yung word na dinedefine ng 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 Jews, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That leads me to my second the second truth we need to ponder on and process. God dwelt among us. Wow. Super amazing. Uh, you see, when you look into the, the meta-narrative of the Bible, it is God's desire to dwell with His people. Yan yung, yan yung makikita mo na uh, laging, laging uh, truth sa Bible. God's desire to dwell with His people, to fellowship with His people. This is the original design when God was enjoying the fellowship with Adam and Eve in the garden. Tama, di ba? Yan yung face-to-face. Imagine face-to-face interaction with God. You can see Him. You can, you can hear Him. You can touch Him. But that fellowship was broken because of sin. Now we see the Bible showing God's desire and attempt to dwell with His people. Paano siya nag-dwell through uh, with His people? Uh, masyado maraming concept to, pero alam ko mabubusog kayo dito. Paano siya nag-dwell? Merong tinatawag na tent of meeting or tabernacle. Okay? Na it is where Israel is to inquire of God. Dito yung bumababa yung cloud and God would speak to Moses. These are temporary. Tent of meeting, tabernacle, mga inuusog nila to. And there was the temple. They built this permanent dwelling place of God when they reached the promised land. All of these are places where God came to dwell, to meet His people, Israel. It says in Exodus 25.8, then, ha- then have them make a sanctuary for me, and I will dwell among them. Yan yung desire ni God. What's interesting is the word dwell or dwell. The Greek verb skeno means that the word, the word na dwell, it means the word pitched, his tabernacle or lived in his tent amongst us. It's as if saying the word God tabernacled among us. Grabe yung pag-look back ni John sa Old Testament. He was saying who Jesus is, is God being with us, pitching his tent with us, among us. And uh, it's as if God, Jesus It's as if saying Jesus is God dwelling among us. Hindi na lang temple, hindi na lang cloud. God has chosen to dwell amongst His people in a yet more personal way. In the Word, become flesh. He came in a personal way to meet us, to be personal to us. Hebrews 1 verse 1 to 2 sabi rin, In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son. Jesus is God dwelling among men. Jesus is the fulfillment of God's desire to dwell among us. Interestingly, malapit na tayo, the word uh, to dwell or dwelling is the word sakan. Sakan. Sakanto. Hindi, sakan. Which is connected to the word Sekina, or kung saan yun narinig yung names na Sekina, yan, jan galing yan sa Sekina. And yung word na to, Sekina, means residence. 
but most commonly refers to the glory of God who made himself present in the tabernacle and the temple. So, uh, glory of God, yung ibig sabihin ng sekina. It's the same as when the cloud of the presence of God settled yung bumaba and the glory of the Lord filled it. It means, sekina was nothing less than the visible manifestation of God. Okay, now, nasundan nyo pa ba ako? Sekina was the visible manifestation of God. Which leads me to the third truth. Ang galing talaga ng John 1.14. Di natin fully comprehend pero we'll try our best. John 1.14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father. We have seen His glory. Underline that. Glory as of the only Son from the Father. In this verse, John is saying that God manifested Himself most clearly when the Word became flesh. Jesus is the full disclosure of God's glory. Full disclosure. It is a manifest presence in the glory of God. It is the ultimate manifestation of the presence of God amongst human beings. It is the Word became, becoming flesh. It is Jesus. God decided to show His glory to us. The beauty of God, the radiance of God, we have seen Jesus Christ. When you look at Jesus Christ, you see the glory of God in full. When you have seen Jesus, you have seen the glory of God. Okay? And now, uh, in, in, in the time of the Old Testament kasi, di ba? Uh, yung, yung priest lang, yung nakapasok sa temple or tabernacle. Kasi nga, sila lang pwede mag-inquire kay God. And imagine... For the whole population of Israel, isang tao lang yung nakapag-usap kay God. Yung priest lang, yung nagpapakita kay God. Kay Moses lang or sa priest lang. Imagine it with us sa Pilipinas. Sa dami-dami natin, isang tao lang ang pwedeng makipag-usap kay God tapos siya magsasabi sa atin ang sinasabi ni Lord. Diba? Parang privilege mo nitong priest na to, siya lang yung pwede. Diba? Sana all. <laughs> Pero in Jesus Christ, here we go we can personally behold the glory of God. You and I have access to the glory, to the beauty, to the radiance of God. It's because of Jesus Christ. Jesus is God's glory revealed to us. Jesus is God's glory revealed to us. Now, lastly, when you go back Again, to the Old Testament. You'll see that uh, it's because of sin that no one can see God face to face. Diba? Kung titignan nyo yun, lahat ng dumikit sa Ark of the Covenant or ano, namamatay because of the holiness of God and because of the sinful nature of man. And um, that's why this is very important, itong next part natin. Now, God decided to show His glory to us through Jesus Christ. And John defined this glory. Not a glory that would kill us or that would produce fear in us. But number four, God's glory is full of grace and truth. 
says there, God's glory is full of grace and truth. When we can't contain God's glory, it's not as if God was so happy that He would, you know, let us die. Hindi siya ganun. Hindi siya masaya na hindi natin kaya yung glory niya. That's not according to His desire to dwell in us. Tandaan natin, His desire is to dwell in us. So pag di natin siya nakikita face to face, hindi niya yung gusto. That's why He needed to come. That's why His desire for us is to know His glory full of grace and full of truth. Full of grace means full of favor towards you. Full of truth means all of uh, what we're seeking can be found in Him. Full of grace is what God's heart expresses towards us. Jesus is the expression of the fullness of God's grace. Iba, grace is something that we don't, what we receive that we don't deserve. Now, if you want to see the fullness of God's grace, you look to Jesus. Fullness of truth means that if you want to uh, see truth, if you want to see what's true, what's reality, bring it into the light of the glory of God. We cannot know the truth apart from Christ. Jesus is full of grace and full of truth. And now as I end, <clears throat> here are some implications. Let me close with this. Again, four truths that we need to remember and preach to ourselves and process as we celebrate Christmas. Number one, God came to us. God became man in Jesus Christ. Jesus is the God-man. As Tim Keller said, God so loved us and hates suffering that He was willing to come down and get involved in it. God so loved us and hates suffering that He was willing to come down and get involved in it. Every hardship, every suffering, every trial that we are experiencing right now, Jesus experienced because He became man. That's the meaning of God coming to us. He can identify with us. He knows what we're going through. He's not like those uh, tyrant kings who would ask you to fight and suffer and follow Him. Well, you know, they enjoy, uh, they enjoy themselves up in their castle. Hindi siya ganong king, hindi siya ganon, hindi si Jesus. He came down. Yung inaask niya sa atin, experience din niya. He is able to sympathize with us. He is more than able to understand because He suffered the most excruciating pain here on earth. Now, if you're suffering right now, this gives us, you know, uh, give us, gives us the hope that we can bring it to God our suffering, we can bring up to God. We can, we can uh, reveal it to God. We can pray it to God because we know that God can understand us because, because God came here on earth. Number two, God dwelt among us. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. He is with you right now. He 
He is with you right now. He is present. He is near. He is accessible to us. He is not far. He is not, he is not unreachable. Diba? His desire is to fellowship with us. Fellowship with you and me. His desire is to, to bring back that broken relationship. His plan is to dwell. His plan is to bring back the original design. Tulad ng Adam and Eve. That we can see Him. We can experience Him. We can, you know, hear Him. Right now, if you're saying, layo ni Lord sa akin eh. Ang layo na ni Lord. Hindi, Jesus. If you see Jesus, if you look to Jesus, it means God is with us. God is with you. God is with you right now. Number three, God revealed His glory. Jesus, God's glory revealed. His desire is to make Himself known to us. He wants to pour out His beauty and radiance for us to see. Again, because this is the ultimate goal of man. Sabi nga, man's chief end is to enjoy God and glorify Him forever. God wants to bring back the ultimate purpose of man, which is to worship Him, to bring glory to Him. That's why He revealed His glory, so that we can respond in worship and give our lives to Him. Grabe, grabe implications. Jesus says, respond to this glory. Respond in worship. Lastly, his, his glory is full of grace and full of truth. Jesus is the fullness of grace and fullness of truth. When we experience Jesus, we experience God's ultimate forgiveness, mercy, grace, and love. Now we can be recipients of that grace, of forgiveness. Now you can forgive yourself. Because we are already forgiven in Jesus Christ. We don't need to strive anymore. We don't need to prove ourselves anymore. We don't need to do things on our own. Grace is available for us. Now we can stop living in lies. That's why fullness of truth. There are so many pseudo-truths around. We are being bombarded by you know, people claiming that what they have is truth. But you see, apart from Jesus, there is no full truth. If you want to see if what you're believing right now is true, bring it to the glory of God and you will see if it's really true. Everything that is not according to the truth of Jesus and the word is not ultimate truth. Jesus is the truth. As John Piper said, this glory gives truth to the ignorant and the deceived and the blind. And it gives grace to the guilty. Now let me pray for you. A super short prayer before you worship. I just want us to receive grace from God. Alam ko marami tayong pinagdadaanan ngayon. But again, God's glory, Jesus, full of grace. Let's just receive that grace and, you know, let us realize that it's available for us. Lord, help us today for those of us who are experiencing defeat, experiencing loss, 
Lord, yung parang wala kaming pag-asa, wala kaming hope. Lord, because of this truth, we have received grace upon grace. Lord, we receive what you have for us, full of grace, 100% grace from you. Lord, help us. We can't do this on our own. We can't walk this Christian life apart from your grace. Lord, it is impossible to be saved, to, to, to walk in the knowledge of God apart from your grace. So give us grace, Lord. Lord, for some of us, we've been, you know, believing lies. Yung internet, Lord, yun na yung nagdi-disciple sa amin. Hindi na yung word mo. Yung internet na, yung truth sa amin. And now, Lord, I just want to pray that everyone here would go to you, go to your glory, to experience your glory, and see what is real and what is true. Lord, you're, you're the only one who's true. And so help us, God. Lord, release us from the lies. Release us from you know, blindness. Release us from confusion because, Lord, you are the ultimate truth. Lord, we thank you, God. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You just listened to a podcast from Every Nation Campus Katipunan. For more details, you can find us on Facebook.com, Twitter.com, and Instagram.com slash ENCampusKatip. Or just simply search in these websites, Every Nation Campus Katipunan. We hope to see you there. Take care and God bless.